Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Running Things Considered. And this episode is going to be a little different than usual for a few reasons. For reason one, Zane's not here, unfortunately, again, you know, he's on like, like round six of his interviews, which is absurd that he's even, you know, have, but going for a job that has six rounds of interviews. It's like, I feel like it's like CEO territory, but, uh, you know, he's an important guy. So good for Zane. And another thing is this may come as a surprise to a lot of people. Um, I think I do a good job at like, uh, you know, hiding the lowlights. Well, I don't do a good job. I kind of do that on purpose. You know, it's, it's just, it's just hard to put the lowlights on social media, but, um, I've been thinking about a uh, decision about retirement for the past few months. And this past weekend, I'm finally, I guess, uh, you know, I've decided it's time. So I have Emma Abrahamson on the podcast to kind of, you know, talk about, you know, the emotions that happen when you go through this, uh, talk about how to, how to bounce back after and, you know, you know, go on, go on with life. And I, I think she's a perfect example or of, you know, how to, how to approach the the next chapter in life. Cause you know, I, I think she's just hasn't been scared to just try new things. And a lot of people are, you know, cause they're afraid they're going to fail. And Emma, I think just overall is not afraid to fail. And I think that's awesome. So thank you so much, Emma, for coming on this podcast. Yeah, I'm excited to be on here again. I mean, definitely a little bit different than the last time. We're, we're going to make some jokes. We can still keep it lighthearted, you know, a little bit. Yeah. We'll try. Yeah. But I would <laughs> say I am an expert on retiring, so <laughs> yeah. not really, not really. But <laughs> I can provide some sort of, I don't know, conversation about right. this topic. Well, cause, cause you, you think about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, I do. Yeah. Yeah. You think about this. So that's, that's all it takes, you know, that's all it takes. Um, yeah. So, but, but also I want to say for, for, for anybody of like why exactly I kind of uh, came to this decision um, is because, well, I mean, I mean, honestly, I, I haven't had a, a good performance, you know, since I've been on the team. Um, when I say good performance, I like haven't broken my high school PR and I, I guess it, it's almost coming up on like two years of uh of, uh, of being, uh, you know, doing pro running. Um, and I mean, the first season didn't go well. I kind of picked myself up, went for it again, then quarantine kind of hit me super hard. And I just, you know, just fell apart overall in life. But you know, that happens happened to a lot of us uh, during during kind of like the the winter months of quarantine. And then I kind of picked myself up for one shot for the Olympics. And, uh, you know, it, it, it just wasn't there. And I felt like I was beating my head against the wall. And I thought, you know, I'm, I'm decent at other things or whatever, you know, I have, you know, other other eggs in my basket. So I kind of felt like I wanted to just like look for another mountain to climb. So that's, that's kind of why I retired. And now kind of what I'm dealing with is what's that next mountain to climb. Right. Was there a specific moment for you that you like made your decision? Because it is a huge decision. I mean, it's something that I don't know when you started running, but it's something that I guess (laughs) was the defining part of my life. Like it was Emma, the runner. And that was what I knew. It's what I knew how to do. It's what I did in college. And it was basically my path forward for sure. So making that decision, it's really a a lot weighs on it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I've, I've been thinking about like, even just like the concept of retiring for a little while. Um, cause, um, this is a little tangent, funny enough, uh, a little while ago when like, when like running was hard, I was looking for some motivation and I saw this documentary called the price of gold by Michael Phelps. And, you know, basically the whole documentary was about, you know, Olympic gold medalists just pouting about how they aren't, you know, 
an athlete anymore and how hard that is. And it was the most unmotivating thing I've ever seen in my life, you know? <laughs> but anyway, so I just started thinking about retirement, you know, whatever, not, not that I was planning on quitting, whatever, but the, what, what really made my, uh, my decision was, you know, I said the results weren't good and results just kept getting worse and worse. And the last race was actually at my, uh, my high school state, uh, state meet track or whatever. So there's like, I'm, I'm not much of like a symbolistic guy, but you know, there's a little bit of symbolism and, you know, ending where you start. Right. Um, and so I, I, I told my coaches, I was going to, after the race, it just went so bad. Um, and I was like, I'm going to take, I feel burned out. And like, you know, we already have, we have like months left in the season. Let me take a four day break and kind of on that four day break, I uninstalled social media. I kind of like kept myself. I talked to my parents, you know, about stuff. And I kind of just like felt like I was like emotionally ready, you know, and I can't promise that I'll be emotionally ready in three, three weeks, but I feel kind of emotionally ready right now. Right. And so yeah. that's when I started looking forward to what else I can do. Sure. You know? Yeah. I mean, mine was kind of the same thing. Like when I was in college, I still had another season of eligibility left. I hadn't even finished my indoor season. I had actually just started my indoor season, my senior year. Mm -hmm. And I did this one track workout and I just had a mental breakdown. I don't even remember what it was. It was me alone with my coach because I had mispractice because I accidentally stabbed myself. Um, <laughs> With the kitchen knife <laughs> that the day before. So I had to miss practice because I had to go to urgent care. So oh, I, I like already don't like working out alone. So then I had to work out alone. Um, and it was like some hard track session. And I just had a mental breakdown. And like my coach was like, my coach literally asked me, she's like, Do you not want to do this anymore? And I did and like I don't know what came over me, but I just said yes. Like I just really? and then yeah, and like I just didn't know, and I like didn't know in the moment, like how long that was really going to last for. I just knew I was so burnt out. And like, I, the thing was, I got, I got to the point where I just knew my season wasn't going to go well because mm -hmm. I wasn't in the mental headspace to perform at my best. Right. And physically I was like, fine, which is kind of frustrating to look back on and be like, come on, like you should have just pulled it together. Yeah. But in the moment, like mentally I was not okay. So, right. I mean, yeah, it was that same sort of thing. It was like, my coach was like, okay, just take like the rest of the week off and like, I don't know, think it over or whatever. And I talked to my parents who I thought were going to like convince me to finish it out because it's like, I was so close, but right. they actually were like very big advocates in me not like yeah. taking that last season of eligibility and I already had a job and everything. So mm -hmm. my path forward was kind of, I don't know, given to me, but it was like a, just a huge decision kind of like yeah. laid out into that one moment of being like, okay, this is it. And, yeah, and that sounds way, way tougher. Cause I guess I had like time and preparation for you. It kind of was just like overnight, but it's kind of interesting. Like, cause I, cause I, you know, I talked to my parents about the decision too. And I guess, you know, they don't really, they have like your best interest in mind, like emotionally, they don't want to see you sad and like beat up or whatever. So, um, you know, I, I, I guess it's kind of like, it's surprising, but not totally surprising that they, uh, they said that. Um, and, and I, I guess another, like, how was like the, the few months after you, you were still in college, right? So yeah, that was the weird part is that I was still in college and I like, I actually lived with my sister at the time who sure. wasn't running. So that was honestly better than like living with my teammates, but was, yeah. the years past I had, so that would have been crazy. Um, I think for me to like be living with my teammates during that time, but I still like lived next door to them. So I saw them all the time and it honestly just felt kind of weird. Like on one hand, I felt like a weight was lifted up, lifted off my shoulders because the stress of what running was like causing on my life. Yeah. Was lifted. But then I also yeah. had like this sort of guilt of being like, Oh my gosh, like I'm so talented. Nothing's physically wrong with me. And I'm like choosing to make this decision. And also like all my teammates are still competing and I could be there or whatever. And I also had the YouTube channel at the time. 
Um, that was like, I'm sure that was extra tough. Yeah. And like, so that was starting to take off. And like, so I felt like I just had thousands of people that were like looking at me and then it was just like really stressful and it got a little bit better when I moved to Atlanta, but I still, it was really hard for me to let go of my competitive running career. Right. Right. For sure. And and I I know you asked me like how long I've been doing this for. Well, honestly, I've been like serious, like in high school, I was super serious from day one you know I ate well I slept well I I did I mean I didn't even party in high school you know and I love the party right (laughs) no that's I love to party I'm a fun guy yeah I was like a very good kid my entire life has been dedicated to running and being good at running I know and so you make all these and you're just so used to making these sacrifices because you kind of have that pride and like I'm making these sacrifices because I'm a badass you know it's like you know I got these goals I have or whatever which is you know which is kind of what you have to do well, you yeah, have to do it to is. be successful at this sport. Um, but, yeah. um, and then, you know, you know, in college, I, I still obviously took it really seriously. I'm, I'm definitely super proud of my high school and my college career. Um, and I'm super, and, and that's one of the reasons why it's kind of like easy for me to, you know, to step away is because I'm, I'm, I have so much gratitude for my coaches in high school and my situation. It was kind of perfect. My teammates were great examples and same thing in college. And then after that, I mean, you know, it, it just didn't, it, you know, I kind of failed at pro running and I don't really feel bad saying that because that's just kind of part of life. You know, you're not going to win at everything. So it just, you know, it didn't go well and that's fine. And, and, and now I, I know you like, it sounds like your time was, was rough, you know, it, was it honestly wasn't like, I think I just didn't know that that's what I needed. You know, okay. I had just, honestly, I had been feeling pretty burnt out in like towards the end of college, I think, honestly, from sophomore year on, it was kind of like a struggle for me. And okay, it was just, it was just very serious. And I like, I've been competitively running since I was like nine. So it was just yeah. a lot of years of just super intensity. And it just kind of like led up to this boiling point in college, but I kind of like could see it coming. I just didn't want to accept it. And honestly, I think sure. starting my YouTube channel, like prolonged that, like, I think yeah. that gave me more enjoyment of like the process and documenting it and everything, like really added a sense of meaning to my running again which I really enjoyed but obviously not enough to the point where I could like stick out that last um semester but yeah it really helped like my mental headspace yeah but overall that, like it definitely wasn't rough like it it, it didn't all come down that okay. one moment where I had okay. like that that workout there, there, yeah. there's rougher there's rougher retirements out there yeah there's rougher yeah. retirements definitely. <laughs> yeah. like, I didn't like rupture my Achilles or something and have to retire no you know? and get get sent back to Kenya yeah yeah no. <laughs> um but but also I I, I, I do want to say um uh I guess I guess like uh for, for those listening you know when we talk about retirement, um, I, I, I really don't want to like discourage anybody uh, in this conversation. I, I, I do want to say, you know, if you're listening and you're enjoying running, please ride it out. But, you know, m- maybe it's not bad to just think about maybe five, maybe even 10, maybe even one year in the future of how you're going to make that transition. Hopefully this conversation can help. And I mean, not that we have the answers, but we're trying to, you know, help, help people walk walk through it and uh well, I feel like not that many people talk about it which is yeah. kind of crazy and honestly I've been thinking about doing this whole YouTube series I haven't been very active on YouTube but sure um I'll give a little spoiler for your listeners this is something exclusive? I might be doing. This, is this an RTC exclusive <laughs> not really because I don't know I haven't started okay you haven't committed okay we're just, it yet. We're shooting. Okay. okay um but I was like looking at these statistics the other day and it's like mm-hmm. these are just numbers that I'm they're not off the top of my head. I like looked them up, but I kind of forgot them. So I'm just kind of like trying to remember them right now. Yeah. But it's like, there's 800,000 high school athletes 
500 oh wait i have them on my computer i need to pull these just up. get we'll, we'll just put an asterisk you know just just you just go well, for okay it. okay here we go here we go i have them right here okay so 800 8 million high school athletes okay bigger year. bigger number okay that would make sense because then the next number didn't make sense in my head oh. Five hundred thousand of them are women's track and field so i guess this mm-hmm. was more specific to me but only 2.8 percent of those athletes go d1 and then one percent of those d1 athletes go pro so everyone The takeaway from this thing I might be doing is that everyone at some point has to get to this point where they realize that running is going to be done for them. Like that doesn't mean forever. Like that doesn't mean that you can't go out for a run the next day after you retire, but competitively and like being on a team, even if you are that 1% that decides to go pro like you, you have to reach this point where you're moving on from that chapter into another one and deciding to retire from running. So everyone goes through it like through this i just don't know why it's not talked about more like yeah i had no preparation after college of like moving past the sport of running or like getting into mm-hmm. adult life and i just feel like i wish i had something whether that be in college or just like more people talking about retirement and just the process of it and dealing yeah with it. Um, yeah and and because because i just have been thinking about this for a bit and i've been doing like uh you know a good bit of a bit of research i guess and you know, kind of, okay. So I know as you were saying of like, like after like you were, you retired or, you know, you feel like a weight got lifted off your shoulders for me, it's kind of different. I feel like I'm getting like, it feels like I'm just like staring up a mountain of just like what's next, you know? And so I feel like I'm, there's like more pressure on me to just like try things, just like, just like go for different, you know, you know, maybe, maybe it's go hard on TikTok again. Maybe it's, you know, work on, you know, the game I'm making, which, which is there's progress happening, but, uh, you know, yeah. slow down a bit, you know, just like, just like different things. Like, I just like want to like find my new identity immediately. Yeah. That is the hard thing is that you, once running, you try to put running aside, then you realize that you have the entire world in front of you and you have to pick what you want to do next. And since running has been like yours and my passion for the last, however many years, it's hard to like, even know what you like to do. So yeah. that was for me, like I had a job right away that was like kind of still in the running world. So it was in my comfort zone, but then Fair, I ended yeah. up moving away from that job. And like, especially when I became self-employed in 2019, literally I have, and then like still every day I wake up and I'm like, I could do whatever I want. And it can be really overwhelming because yeah. a lot of time you don't know what you like to do. If you've been like really strict or with your like running career and everything, and you just haven't had that much time to like dive into other opportunities, it can be really overwhelming. Yeah. Cause I, what, what I like to describe that as, and, and I don't say this in a, a, a bad term or anything, but kind of like, you know, the entrepreneur, what are you, you're 23, right? I'm 24. 24. Me too. Sweet. Uh, tw- you're, you know, you're 24 and you get to wake up and kind of do whatever you want and kind of like follow your passions. You have that food Instagram you enjoy. I kind of call that like, like the, the middle school fantasy, I guess. Um, Cause you know, it's, it's kind of like what, what we dream of, like being able to do whatever we want, but it's kind of a bit of a double-edged sword because, you know, as you said, it can be overwhelming. And I think that's awesome. You know, it's the middle, it, you know, it's, it's a fantasy for a reason. Um, but, you know, I you know, don't want to underplay, you know, the, kind of the, the pressure it has of, you know, freedom can sometimes be overwhelming because that's one good thing about track is there's so much structure, like comes down to practice is pretty straightforward. There's not much to it meets pretty straightforward how much to it results pretty straightforward you know and then going just within the span of a few years you know the world's at your your the world is your oyster is that it is yeah that, the, the world oyster? yeah the world is your oyster i don't no, what I is think that? It's so I don't know true that like going from <laughs> such a structured life to a 
for me, especially because I was self-employed pretty soon after college, like to a completely unstructured life was absolutely chaotic. And honestly, <laughs> I'm still not used to it, but I've definitely gotten better at it. But I definitely like, went off the rails a little bit just because I feel oh, like good. I did live a, a like really strict life in college. Like yeah. I was not, I didn't have that exciting of a life. Um, so I don't know. It's like, it, it's been a learning process for me just trying to find that like balance between work life yeah still like staying active and fit because it's something i am really passionate about and like living a healthy lifestyle but then also having a social life which is something i haven't had since high school That's so exciting. yeah so it is exciting um <laughs> but it's just like i feel like a new i don't know i'm it's just a new chapter and it's which so new to me yeah. And that's that's also kind of how I've, how I've been describing it. Because, you know, as I said, I've been thinking about this for a little bit. And, uh, you know, everyone was talking about, you know, I, I guess we, we had this meeting before the uh, the season went on. And, you know, with, with my teammates who were really, really ambitious, you know, one of them was like, oh, well, I'm going to make the Olympic team, you know, or make, make the Olympic final, or I want to run, you know, 332 or just these insane times. And mine was like, it kind of feels like, uh, and, my, and mine wasn't like, just like goal oriented. It was kind of like, well, you know, I kind of have this feeling that this might, this feels like the closing of a chapter a little bit. I have like this gut feeling that, you know, I, you know, the, the, the book's about to end a little bit. Um, so I just want to like make the most of it and you know, that, that didn't happen, but that's all right. I mean, I'll be, I'll be all right. Um, but you know, it's just like, you know, finding whatever the next book's going to be. And it does, I guess it doesn't really have to be a book. It could be a bunch of magazines if we're going with that metaphor or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Articles. <laughs> yeah. What have you done since, I mean, making that decision? Like, have you done anything crazy or has it just been? I, I I've had a few, I've had, a, I have so many things in my mind and I'm interested to see what I follow through with, you know? Yeah. The biggest thing in my head right now is this is what, Okay for the guys listening, you've probably said this, you've probably heard people say this, but when they say, when I retire from running, I'm going to get jacked. Okay. I'm going to go to the gym okay. every day, eat a lot and just get Dwayne, the rock Johnson, huge. Everyone says that, but nobody does it. Like, like we say, hey, that we go to the I gym know with- one person that has done it. Who? Ryan Hall. Exactly. But he's on like, like gorilla hormones and stuff, you know, like it's, I'm actually, I'm going to interview him for my podcast. I literally, yeah, I'm in email conversation with him right now. See, everyone always brings up Ryan Hall, but I'm just like, I mean, of course he's the exception. Like if he's just, how is he an exception? He went and did it. Well, no, he, no, he did it. But like, I, I'm, I'm kind of like, right. Cause like, I can't relate to him in any facet of life. You know, <laughs> he seems like a, like a superhero. You know what I yeah, mean? That's true. <laughs> so <laughs> he does seem quite superhuman. So yeah. Cause if you see the pictures, you know, next for those listening, just picture like, I mean, like when he was like pro marathon shape, it was like, he was so skinny. It was, yeah, it was he marathon. Was just a very he's skinny a marathon, marathon man. Yeah. And and now he looks, yeah, he's like a gorilla now. Like it's yeah. insane. Um, but you so know, is that maybe the transition he, that you want, you want to come, I, to I don't, Jack that's, Jack? that's insane. He's so big. He's so yeah. big. I, I'm, I'm going for going for like Zach Efron. That's my vision. Okay. Okay. That's my vision. You know, every guy says they want to get jacked after they graduate. And maybe, you know, besides Ryan Hall, I'll be the second to do it. I'll be the second guy to do it. Okay. Or whatever. Okay. <laughs> there, there's that. And, you know, um, I want to, I, I want to like, like get my marketing resume a little better. Cause you know, I, I'm a, I've, I've my degrees in computer science. Um, I've been coding my whole life. I've loved it. I love video games. You know, there's a time in my life where I like wanted to make video games and you know, I, I will probably release a, a running video game in the next two years, but it takes a while to work on those. Um, 
so that's that's more of a passion project but as far as like where i'm going to put myself into like marketing interests me and so if, if i could get a hold of like uh you know maybe the Atlanta track couple of social media team, social media account and, you know, try and grow that as much as I can just for my resume. That's something that I think could be fun. Who knows? You yeah. know, I, I'm kind of also going into this at that, like, I'm going to try a bunch of things, but I'm not like putting pressure on myself that that's going to be the next, you know, um, that's going to fill the void or whatever. No, you know? I a hundred percent am an advocate for that because if anyone has like followed me since day one, the amount of things I've tried and have gotten rid of since in the last, like, however many years, three years since I graduated college has been insane. I've probably moved like five times at Mm -hmm. least. And I've had probably like four different jobs before going self-employed. Yeah, I've tried like different ventures. Like I first tried to do a pull-up. I failed at that. So I (laughs) went back to, well, first I joined Atlanta Track Club Elite and then I moved away from Atlanta. Right, right. The job was not for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was running for a little bit and that really was not working. And then I, um did the pull-up thing, didn't do a pull-up, like started kind of running again, took time off running because yeah. I had like heal my hormones, which I should have done probably right away, but I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's just like, I've just like moved around a lot. I've tried a ton of different things and it's kind of embarrassing because I like haven't followed through with that many, but it is, it's just really hard to find that thing that you're really passionate about. Again. Right. It's like you're searching for the thing that like gives you the same fulfillment as running does, which, which I don't is hard. know if I ever will have that thing. <laughs> you know, and, and if that doesn't happen, I feel like that's all right. You know, cause both yeah. of us, you went, you went D1 to, you know, the college everyone wants to go to, right. Oregon. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Okay. And to, 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 to have like the same expect expectation that you're going to get to that level in something else. Maybe it's not realistic. Maybe it is. Yeah. You, you I mean, I, I, you know, one of the reasons why I got in this podcast is I, I just like, I just like love the energy you have of just like, you know, just trying different things and not being scared to fail. Um, and I mean, it's not like you're like your social media kills. I'm yeah. you're, you're probably in the upper percentage of, you know, growing, you know, social media accounts. Um, so, I mean, you, I'm not worried about you. I'll just say that. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm, I'm like having fun with it because it is yeah. fun trying a lot of different things. And I was actually recording for my podcast um, sure. with, with Nikki Hills yesterday And we were talking about how at this age, no one knows what they're doing, but everyone like fakes it out. Like they do know what they're doing, but no one really does. So the way I see my social media and what Nikki and I talked about was that I'm just very transparent in that, you know, I try a lot of different things. Some things don't work. And I feel like, especially when I first started, I don't know if my followers are younger or like what it was, but a lot of people like didn't understand why I kept moving from thing to thing but now Which i have a lot fair. of people that are like i understand why like your 20s are hard i'm like yeah well yeah <laughs> and uh and that's a good point because i mean my, my audience is definitely young and that's why i'm just like you know if, you know i'm gonna have to make a, an instagram post about this i feel like i have to i feel like it'd, it'd be so it, i'd be a coward if i didn't or whatever yeah you should do it yeah i should you know but just like you know like what do i say and it probably comes as a surprise because i i've kind of developed this illusion because when i was trying to grow my my instagram uh or th- I, this illusion of being like i I think better than I really am. Um, just cause you know, when I was growing my TikTok, and I was like, when I was like laser focused on that, I would just have like a highlight reel of all my best races and I'll just post those, edit them really good. People would be like, this guy's the best runner ever, you know, or whatever. And then follow my Instagram and be like, this is my favorite pro runner. And then I'm like, you know what? I am your favorite pro runner. I'm like going to, you know, kill it on the track. Didn't happen. That's okay. It didn't happen. That's okay. But you know, I'm, I mean, I'm I gonna... think people like transparency though. Like they do, I, they I really mean, do. 
It was the same yeah. thing for me. I was on YouTube. People were like, oh my gosh, I love following your YouTube and like seeing the inside of the organ life. You like, you look like you're having so much fun. Like, <laughs> yeah. best time. And then literally my next video was like, I'm done running forever. Yeah. And everyone's like, yeah. what on earth are you talking about? Right. So it was, it was literally the exact same thing, but people like, people definitely understand. I mean, I got a few haters, but then those people just don't I know kinda... what it's actually like to be at that level yeah. and like what it takes and what you're sacrificing on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, um, absolutely. So I think people will be very understanding of you. Yes, people will be if... surprised, but people yeah. will understand. And if they and, don't, then they just have no idea what fine. you're going through. You know, and, and, and that's kind of one, th- I mean, you know, I know you're speaking of like haters and hope this isn't too much of a tangent, but I, I kind of wish I had more haters, you know, because they say like the uh, like the opposite of love isn't hate, it's indifference. And so I just get like these nice comments, but I'm just like, you know, what? where's the where's the yin to the yang? You know, I know spice? I'm not. All right. Where's the spice? You know? And so, you know, uh, well, maybe if I do get hate, I won't be mad about it. Huh? Ask and you shall receive. You'll probably get some haters on this post. I hope. I, I literally, I, I remember I got, I got uh, on the podcast, Everett Schmolders, right? And who's, who's just, you know, has a mouth. He has a mouth. He has yeah, a Yeah, he kind of scares me. I'm That's nervous fair. to have him on my podcast. I mean, maybe, maybe don't, you know, <laughs> who knows? I mean, he's a nice guy. He, he, he just, you know, he has dragon energy, I think, self-proclaimed. Um, he's a, he's an alpha, right? <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh but and then and then I asked him to uh, to roast me. You know, I was hoping like he's gonna he's gonna hurt my feelings, and he just said I goofy form, and I was like, I already knew that. You know, I don't know. <laughs> I get I get the goofy form, but that's all I am. That's all I am. I'm goofy form. I want yeah. worse. Whatever. <laughs> well, why do you want more haters? You just like want to like clap well, back be- at them, or like what? No, I don't want to. Well, cause it, I, I don't know if I've just done too much mental gymnastics of preparing for haters or, or whatever. Yeah, um, you're like, this one's going to get me some hate. Yeah. Or like, uh, kind of my, you know, my, my mentality is like, if, if someone's like, you know, spending the time to, you know, say something not as nice, they probably wouldn't say in real life. They probably wouldn't say in real life. That means, you know, you're probably doing something, you know, that's true. You're probably doing something. You're stirring right? the pot in their mind, living you're in their st- head rent free. Exactly. So. You know, I mean, you know, like Michael Jordan has haters. People don't like LeBron James. People like me. I'm not like LeBron James. I want to be like LeBron <laughs> people James. People like dude. me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's true. <laughs> anyway. I don't know. I don't know if you would like, have you had like a let's run thread about you at all? Not even. Oh, I don't know if you want one. They're you're not probably great. right. You're probably right. It's like, it, 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 it's like when guys say that, like, like, oh, like, I wish I got cat called or something, but they've just like never experienced no. it. So they don't know. It's like, I feel like it's that kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah, maybe yeah. I'm just so wrong. I think ignorance is bliss in this situation. So maybe don't ask. You're right. All right. All right. <laughs> okay, Especially no, this now. Is actually, this is a funny story. Yeah. So one time on one of my YouTube videos, this was in 2019, I think. So I was still like pretty fresh off of like running now i feel like i'm much more like solidified in myself and i can take hate a lot better but this person commented on one of my youtube videos explaining all like my entire life path and everything i had quit since like leaving college oh and it was like a full-on like paragraph like this but yeah i don't know i don't think i can yeah you're right it was more like an essay actually it wasn't a paragraph it was like an essay and it was just like so personal it was honestly concerning for the person that wrote it. i'm like how would you know all this and also Jeez. are you good but yeah that one, like, he's really probably not because good. it was like true stuff that i had just like that's true stuff that's i tried true. and failed at it's just hard to read from someone else but again but i i mean you know as you i'm, I'm i mean i'm sure you know how to deal with this stuff but i mean i, I feel like you know 
he probably wasn't in the greatest place to uh okay obviously yeah you know yeah, but it's place. hard like reading that stuff but like yeah, yeah you right. do realize that those people that are commenting those things are probably unwell so they're unwell and i'm sure it comes from a place of, of jealousy a lot you know yeah as i said you know, pe- people are hitting on lebron james probably the most he's lebron james but I, I, another thing i want to i want to talk about is what, one of the reasons why I've, I've been like thinking about uh retirement um so much is because i I, i've started like once i started paying attention to it i started paying attention to the like the people who've done it the people like how they've handled it and i mean there there are some like you know not not as great examples of kind of people who put too many eggs in the running basket and who probably did amazing things right but you know in the end you know you're going to turn 40 at some point and it's hard to be an athlete at 40 uh you, you get what i'm trying to say there um but and I think of good examples of people that I'm like, that person's absolutely killing it. And there, there's, there's one guy who I just kind of like stumbled upon. Um, he was a 1992 Olympian. His name's, I guess, like Steve Holman. Um, he ran the 1500. He ran like 331. He had a, he had a pretty long pro, pro career, like at the age of 32. And then after he graduated, he like, um, or after he stopped, he like really like hopped on the, uh, I guess the tr- motivation train or whatever um to like get that next chapter and and for him it was going into finance which is you know is that that, that's a competitive field and i think i think now he's like the executive of like high network clients at vanguard which is a job people would absolutely kill for and so that's an example like although i I wouldn't want want to go into finance it's not for me but i just think it's you know it's very 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 cool and possible that these people can kind of live live two lives and obviously nick simmons um who we all know about. Um, and although people may not like his YouTube channel, um, just cause the content's probably not for you if you don't like it, it's like more of like a general track audience. Um, but I think he's, he's really putting, you know, good energy back into, um, the world. Um, but do, do you have any examples that kind of come to your mind if you've looked at any, um, oh, gosh, like um, Nick, well, even go- someone like, I just, this just came to mind because I saw it on Twitter yesterday, but like, um, Lauren Fleshman just yeah had that deal with, um, picky bar and uh layered superfoods and so it got i think it got acquired i'm i honestly i just saw the articles i didn't really really read it but it was for like 12 million dollars so it was like pretty cool just to see someone create a product i mean coming from someone that also created product like to put so much energy into that and have it like be successful i don't know i just feel like you can channel channel that competitive energy that you have for running into something else and have it be really successful i think that's why a lot of companies like to hire student athletes because they know how competitive they are and how driven they are and i think it's very possible to find that next step and have success Um, and like you said nick simmons it's like he's super competitive and he's honestly like the definition of someone that doesn't care what other people think i used to work for run gum so i like just saw it firsthand and yeah, just like seeing what he's done and been able to do with like his own company and his own ideas and like even right. the YouTube channel, just he's like the most popular running YouTuber now. It's just cool to see someone it is. people be so driven in their next path right. and have it just be really successful. And I think one good thing about Nick Simmons is is he's talked about this, about how he was like he was really like like over his later years, he was like conscious about like, okay, this is gonna come to an end. How can I set myself up the best? And yeah. I think I think he had a um, I think it was like some tanning salons that he had just cause you know, he's a career entrepreneur. Everybody knows that. Um, yeah. and so he just like sold them off and bought like 
like like a multi-million dollar gum making machine you know and kind of like went all into that like before he uh he even quit and i i think that's awesome and i feel like with you and i say quit retired that's a better word for it um and and, and obviously you, you had your your youtube channel um and kind of like how do you think you know, I guess kind of proven to yourself that you were good at something else besides running that's valuable, which is YouTube. How did, how did that kind of translate into, you know, the next three years? It's so funny. Cause like, I could say things about all of these other people and be like, they're so successful. And like, people would say it about me too. But a lot of the time I feel like I'm like, I don't know what's going on. You're like, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. And I feel like I wake up like that every day. I'm like, I'm just going with the flow, you know, and just posting on social media and like figuring it out as I go along. So it's, it's just funny from an outsider's perspective, like what someone could say about you, but then inside you're like, I don't know. Like, I don't know, but it is, it has been fun to like just navigate something else other than like training just because that really was what I was focused on. Um, but I do feel like I just have a lot to learn and of course, yeah, I'm just like a team of one. So it'd be cool to like, grow my team and kind of build off of that. And I, I honestly never saw myself as an entrepreneur. Like I don't, I'm not a Nick Simmons. I don't have that entrepreneurial spirit, but yeah. as like the years were going on and I'm like learning more and just putting more on my plate, I've definitely become more of an entrepreneur myself. So it has been really cool to see just what I've been able to do with sure. the passions I had. And I yeah. did start those like in college. So I was still starting them. I like started them when I was running. So yeah. Cause, cause, cause I, I guess just coming from my perspective and one of the things that makes me a little less terrified about retiring, you know, as it's like a breakup um, is that I've like proven myself in these other different things. You know, it's like a lot of people talk about, you know, you know, getting TikTok famous. And then I, I, my, my last cross country season, I put a lot of energy into that. I, and I feel like I kind of like figured out, you know, what works for me. And I feel like I've like found results. And just because, you know, I, I, I have that and I'm similar. You probably felt the same thing with YouTube, but at least you should. Well, okay. Um, well, what I want to say to that is, okay, go for it. I am just a big advocate in people trying different things like while they are running. So whether that be on your off day, like some people hate off days cause they can't run or whatever, but I used to love them mm-hmm. because I was so productive and it like, it just gives you a day to focus on anything else other than running um, or just a period of injury. Like everyone goes through injury usually. Um, I don't know anyone that hasn't and taking that time to explore your different interests outside of running rather than just moping in your bed about how you're injured is just so important. Or even over the summer, like getting an internship if you're in college and trying different fields. Like I know a lot of my teammates um, like wouldn't get internships over the summer because they were so focused on training and becoming a professional runner. And maybe that doesn't happen. Because for, like, like I said, yeah, the 1% that decides that and, can go um, run professionally, but like a lot of people can't. So I'm just like a very big advocate in getting those summer internships, right. just exploring different things. And that's what I did because I knew I wasn't going to be a professional runner. Um, yeah. And I, yeah. I, I found it to be very beneficial. So yeah. What, what internships did you have? I, I did the internship with Run Gum. That's where I worked for. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, that was like my first real internship. And then I interned for... Okay. So I interned for a company called Nutso, which is a nut butter company. And that was like my first introduction into the brand side of social media. So it helped me learn a lot, but I did that for an entire year. So that was fun. Yeah. Yeah. And and for me, I I also didn't really have the, uh, um, uh, I I, I guess, you know, I I didn't even think I was going to be a pro runner until it was like kind of right in front of my face and the opportunity was was there and, and a good opportunity. But yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, as I said, I'm a CS guy. And so I was with, uh, working on supply chain at Home Depot every summer. 
And it, you know, for, for, for those that are in high school and in college, highly just like, you know, it, it's sometimes they're hard to get, but I, I think definitely it's, it's a great path to go down. Um, although, you know, the, the, the summers in, in Boulder can be awesome. Um, but you got four summers, so, you know, maybe, maybe yeah. spacing out, study, go yeah, abroad. Exactly. Whatever, you don't need you know. to spend every summer in Boulder. How about you, do you don't need every summer? summer. <laughs> no hate to the people that do, but yeah, I wish I was you, but you know, you yeah, I wish I was you. Shit. I wish I did that when I was yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but 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 yeah. Um, I I feel like we we're both kind of like like decently uh, um, well prepared, and so I guess kind of like the the only the only thing that I'm kind of worried about is you know you, you know if money's not a problem, you'll make other things problems. You know, you know overall objectively as a member of society, I'm doing pretty all right. But you know, as I said after retirement, I'm just like kind of like. You know, I'm, I'm I'm like emotionally distraught. I'm like, you know, like, oh, geez, you know, what are these next 10 years going to look like? Because the biggest thing for me is fulfillment. All I can think about pretty much, you know, when, I, when, I, when I'm not like distracted by something is like, if I'm not running, how am I going to get this, you know, fulfillment, you know, yeah, it, it, scratch or whatever. And that, that's why, you know, especially these past, past few years was tough because, I mean, failure is going to happen eventually and learning how to deal with it's really important. Um, I, I, I like near kind of the end of my career, you know, I was at one point I was, you know, juggling, you know, TikTok, juggling, like I was going like hard at my job because I've also worked part time doing CS. So that's why I say I'm like overall as a member of society, I'm fine. Um, but and I kind of like put those aside and just focused all in on running and it didn't happen. That's OK. Um, but now I'm kind of like I'm like, OK, I'm like, I'm, it's, it's about time to, you know, get a get 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 a win under my belt. Um, yeah. And the wins will come, you know, like it might be hard just because running was such a big part of your life, but you'll find that success in your job or other areas is it's going to be pretty fulfilling. Like it took me a little while because running was so ingrained into me, but I think especially like business stuff, like today I've had a really great day business wise. I've just gotten a lot of good news and good. Well, stuff. It's it's you, been very, yeah. I, I, it's I, been very know, fulfilling. I, 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 I know like, uh, I, I shouldn't talk, talk about this as a podcast host because like no free ads, but um, I, I do think that's like so admirable or it's just like, it's, it's awesome that I guess you've kind of, you know, d- done a, you know, checked off another thing of the middle school fantasy and, you know, having your own business. Right. Yeah. Um, how, how did that go? Like, is, is that kind of a result of just like, Oh, I need money. Or is it just like this opportunity is here? I know I'd be good at it. I have, I have all these internships and all that. Uh, how, how did that come about? I think it was more like, you think? <laughs> no, I mean, I'm just trying to think about how it really came about. Like the YouTube channel, I will say this till the day I die. The YouTube channel was the best thing I ever did in college for my career, just because it really helped like make the connections or give me some sort of credibility in the running world, which was kind of like a platform, I guess, for everything that I do. And just continuing to do that, like even after I finished running was a super good idea. And I just didn't know it at the time, but I went through like quite a few jobs in 2018. And honestly, like none of them were just for me. Like a lot of the time, I just feel like I didn't really have a place in the company. And I just felt like I wasn't really being utilized. So I kind of took a risk. Like I took a risk January, 2019. I was like, I'm going to just try to go self-employed and see what happens. I didn't really have a set plan or anything. I'm probably not the best person to talk to about business strategy. Cause I honestly like just didn't. It's it's, it's not about like business strategy. I feel like it's just like putting yourself out there, you know, as I said, like finding another risk. 
yeah, yeah, I just took the risk. And it's like, it's definitely not easy. Like there's some months where I basically make no money. And then other months it's like, I don't know, a good amount of Killing money. It. So it just, it's like free. It's kind of like freelance. Like it's just, it's, you have to navigate it. There's like different specific challenges that come along with the territory, but a lot of it is just a lot of trial and error, which is why I've tried a lot of things and failed at a lot of things and just try to bounce back in other ways. Um, but I would say like, it didn't really like fall into my lap, but I think just, I wanted to take up the opportunity, especially when I'm young, like I'm young, single and don't really have anyone like relying on me. And I can, (laughs) I don't know, basically do whatever I want is the right word. You can do do whatever you want. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm just rolling with it for now. And do I, I don't know if I see myself doing this for like ever, just because I am, I don't know. I don't know what the future is going to hold. Like just seeing how much stuff I've done over the past couple of years, I wouldn't be opposed to like a normal job opportunity, but I also okay. like really like doing what I'm doing right now. Just going with the flow and being able to create my own content that people enjoy is really fun. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I know it's hard to, especially it's probably a little more difficult to grow when you don't have like the organ logo on the thumbnail of every video. Well, know? yeah, that's, that's the other thing is like I had, and that, that's been a big challenge. Honestly, it's still a challenge is because I'm so ingrained in the running world and I retired in 2018. It's like yeah. hard for me to just kind of like decide what I'm going to do next with my content. And it is still really a running oriented because I I'm basically friends with only runners and I yeah. still do like love the sport in general. I'm just not right. currently competing in it. Right. Um, so yeah, that was like really hard to like move away from that identity as Emma, the Oregon runner, because let me tell you right now in 2021, Emma is a lot different than Emma in 2018 yeah. <laughs> when I was an Oregon runner. And yeah. So some people still see me as Emma, the Oregon runner, but I definitely don't see myself. But I mean, it, it doesn't, it, it doesn't seem like, 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 I mean, obviously, I mean, it doesn't seem like there's a problem necessarily that you're still in the running community. I and mean, even if you stay in the running community forever, because yeah. I, I was talking to my my coach, uh, a- a- Amy Begley. Um, she was a 2008 Olympian. You know, she had you know one one, one hell of a career. She's I'm sure she's dealt with, um, you know, a, a lot of like retirement on her own, seeing other people retire, or whatever. And uh, she overall like wasn't worried for me because, um, you know, you should also you shouldn't be worried for me. Um, is that is that a like as a member of society, I'm fine. You know, I've. I contribute to society, whatever, whatever that, um, but, but also that, you know, there's nothing wrong with staying in the community, like forever, I guess she yeah. was, and she was saying like, even although you're like, although she stopped running, like it, it, it wasn't as, as hard as she might thought it, uh, she, she thought it was going to be just cause, you know, I guess she said that the biggest part of, I guess, being in this sport is I guess like the community around it, you know? And yeah. I, you know, I still hang out with my my old friends who don't run anymore and all that stuff. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I think that's, that's fine. And you obviously it's, it's obviously been a good idea that you've been utilizing it too. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. Cause I mean, it is what I have my background in and I am still like passionate about the sport. A bunch of my friends still run and I am friends with like my entire friend group here in Portland is all runners, whether that be per- current professional runners or, like people that are washed up like me, you know? Yeah. So it's like, everyone, it's just nice to have things like that in common. And like, I'm not really afraid to stay in the running world. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and that's one thing that's, that's kind of interesting about, um, I guess, retiring runners, especially like our age or I, I, I'm not trying to like, like call, call anybody out, but I guess someone who's, I guess, had trouble making that transition from runner to normal person. Uh, although, you know, great guy, he's my friend. 
uh, and he said this is, is Zach Levitt, you know, I mean, I, I, I kind of see him and, and he, he says, it's kind of obvious, you know, he's kind of power to making running videos, which is fine. You know, like you can really only make so many that's, that's unsurprising. Um, and you know, he's, he's, he's making these other videos, which are quality. Like I'm, I'm, I, I like watch like the videos he's making and they're not getting the views they deserve. Um, it is really hard. It can be tricky. It yeah. is really hard, especially when you establish yourself as a running YouTuber, like people just expect you to create running content and that's it. So I completely understand and identify like with what he's going through right now. And I think a lot of people in the past, like Ryan Trahan has had that same issue of just like when running has been your he's whole life machine. and running. Yeah. yeah. And like running has been what your audience has followed you for. It's hard to make that transition. Um, so I like completely understand what Zach yeah. is going through right now. I don't know what like the solution is, but um, yeah. Because yeah, I mean, that's something I'm thinking about too a little bit, you know? Yeah. Um, although TikTok has never been like my career, it's helped me. It's opened so many doors. It's been awesome. It's, it's the reason I have this podcast. You know, it's really the reason I have all my followers. It's not for me yeah. being a runner. It's for me being a TikToker. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's always scary kind of getting out of your niche. Niche. yeah and it, it's hard and it's like hard mentally too because you kind of like even for me my youtube channel i would say is kind of dead right now because i just haven't really been posting on it because there. it's yeah it's just it's hard when your audience wants something from you but you're not providing it for them because like you don't want to anymore i so, know and, like and i'm not gonna have any more oregon vlogs though those that's are okay and, gone. and that's okay yeah and it's okay and it's just hard as a creator to like find that new little right. niche and like, all... and just seeing those like views maybe go down for a little while. But I think ultimately, like a lot of people come out of it. Like you see, like Ryan Trahan being successful, very yeah. successful outside of he's, the running he's world. A, but... He's a machine. He's yeah. An I think machine. it's just it's a lot of it is just the trial and error side of things. Like yeah. just being able to take people along your journey, which is what I've done, is just like be very transparent and be like, this is life after running, you know, you, we're you do a good out. job at that. Yeah. You do a good job at that. that Cause that, yeah. I, I would, that would be like, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know why this, this is definitely a personal problem. I, I like trouble being transparent. Maybe it's toxic masculinity. Who knows? Okay. No, I mean, I think a lot of people do on social media. Yeah. A lot of people do. Yeah. But yeah, but I say, but I say I want haters and act like I don't care. So, you know <laughs> <laughs> okay but i'm the opposite i say like i'm the trisha paytas of the running world you know i like give oh, too be... much information I'm like no one cares about this i'm gonna stop talking on it <laughs> but i just can't like it's just All like right. it's like a diary for me you know i just love sharing my life on the internet yeah yeah and i can tell and that's why that's why you know you're such a great follow um but 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 but, but, but yeah and and um and another thing I kind of feel like is like reinventing yourself or going from, you know, running is that is because you have to learn, learn it all over again, almost because the kind of the tricky thing about content creation is it's really easy. Like when you're first getting started, there's no pressure. If you put a bad video out, no one's going to watch it. Who cares? So you just try a bunch of different things, try a bunch of different things. And once that one thing clicks, you just do that one thing over and over and over and over again. And you get used to it. And it's just kind of like a feedback loop. If I put this out, I get likes. This is great. Um, but then obviously when you can't make running content, you're going to have to learn that thing again. And it's going to be such a disconnect. You can't like mentally prepare that you're not going to get these, you know, dopamine hits from all these likes You have to like start all over. But when you have these expectations, it's weird. And yeah. I was on YouTube um, the other day. And do you remember the YouTube channel Epic Mealtime? Oh gosh. What did they do? From like 2000, like early YouTube, early YouTube, they would make like, 
these like hamburgers like the size of like cars I, they were oh, just oh yeah yeah the yeah biggest, they'd be like oh like we're having a burrito and we're filling it with burritos and those burritos are gonna have you know mac and cheese in them or whatever yeah um but i recently went to their youtube channel and in 2021 they're making the exact same videos and they're getting like fifteen thousand views compared to like owning youtube at one point yeah that terrifies me okay well, that's and that's something I think I've dealt with too on like my platforms. And yeah. I think a lot of creators go through it where it's like you get really comfortable posting this certain content and then it just people get bored of it and you have to adapt to the situation. And that's what good creators do really well is adapting to the situation and figuring out that next little like, like Ryan Trey. Okay, per- yeah. perfect example would be my commentating videos on YouTube. People loved those. And of course, like I saw how well the first couple ones did. And I was like, I'm going to put a, put out as many of these. Yeah, as I can. Right. Like, everyone loves them. And so I did, and I did, and I did. And like, as time went on, I could just see it slowly getting less and less because people were getting more bored. And then I put out one that like barely got 10 K views. And I was like, this is my final one. I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> Cause like, it just gets to a point where you just realize that people don't really care to see this contest maybe some people do but like the majority don't right and then it's just like hard to find that next little thing and i don't i honestly don't think i've found it yet like on youtube is because especially it's it's hard you know it's definitely hard like i like like if you go to my my tiktok all my videos are kind of like the exact same format you know i have the like they're like 40 seconds i talk over them or whatever and i actually you know i kind of have the skills to make those 40 second long videos and I'm kind of like basing or like right now when I'm thinking of going forward, if I even want to make TikTok videos, everything I'm kind of like, a, it's kind of like a crutch is that, you know, you know, maybe if it's like making TikToks about the video game I'm making, I think about like making, even making the video game in these 40 second videos, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's, it's kind of like, it's definitely is challenging and also admirable for creators who can like do all these different, you know, have, have such like a development. Um, but Yeah. I mean, I always just recommend, well, I'm definitely not an expert. I'm still going through it, but just having like writing out, I guess, a path that you want to take after. Have you done that? Maybe this is like really niche. It's like you and I talking. Everyone's like, we don't make TikToks. I think that's kind of fun. Cause like some, I think that's kind of fun. Cause like sometimes people are, people are, people are intrigued into it, but yeah, yeah, just like writing it out, writing out the plan of like what you want to take. I honestly, like, I'm not a planner with my YouTube content. If you go on any of my content it's all just vlogs and me being like what's up guys today (laughs) doing nothing like I don't know but I've especially like moving forward as I get back on YouTube again because I haven't been on it is I really want to make a plan and like have a set journey of what my YouTube channel is going to be Mm -hmm. you know and I feel like for you just like having that plan or like that kind of calendar of what you want to transition into outside of running is going to be really important because then you could take your followers along for the journey too. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And all my followers are like, I, I, I don't, I I like barely have a demographic. Like my true fans are obviously like high school runners, but the vast majority of my followers, just anybody, you know, anybody. Um, but one thing, you'll probably enjoy any content you do then. Uh, that'd be, that'd be awesome. That would be yeah. awesome. Well, you know? Hey, you don't know until you try. <laughs> That's right. I will, I will try. Cause if anything I've learned from Emily, you just gotta try. You just gotta try. Yeah. Just try. But, why not? Right on. But what, what, what I what I wanted to ask you, um, I guess before before we um, kind of wrap this up, is who who are your role models right now? Like oh like gosh. you know like like I mean because because one thing I've done um, pretty much over quarantine, which I think has grown me as a person. I don't know, but I pretty much listen to podcasts almost all day. 
of, and I go to like different people that, you know, I, I think I would like, I would trade lies with them or whatever. I'll say it. Logan Paul's been one of them. There's been like some. Comedians. Wow. Okay. I'm not going to be, he's, 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 you know, he's your maverick. I, I'm a maverick. I'm a maverick. Okay. 2000. Okay. I was going to say 2021 Logan Paul, you know, whatever. Okay. okay. Not the goofball, not the goofball back there. Um, but I, he, he actually has like a great podcast. You know, there's some great people. Anyways, don't judge me. Um, but you know, a bunch of different people, you know, definitely some, some athletes, entrepreneurs here and there. And I feel, I kind of feel like I've like learned so much, but you know, um, who, who are those, like those people for you? You, you gotta have role models, right? Yeah. I mean, I actually like, I kind of hate this question because I feel like I've like my whole life, I don't think I've had that many people that I'm like, they are my role model, you know? Well, how about people that you're interested in right now? Yeah. People. Yeah. That's a good question. Like okay. for someone like me, I feel like Ryan Trahan was always someone that I found yeah. to be super like admirable i really loved his drive because i knew it's he was going to be successful in whatever yeah. he did like because he wanted to be a youtuber you know he wanted to make it work and i knew that immediately from when he was like running in college i was like this kid is going to be famous on youtube and it probably won't be for running and wow i mean he made it happen so i think i find that to be really admirable and also just like breaking out of the running world is hard too when it's been your whole life so um yeah. someone like him I'm trying to think of there's definitely other people i've this yeah. is really on the spot so yeah that's fine and, and another thing about ryan trahan is like he has this ability to just like kind of like post a lot on youtube take like a year break and then just put that energy right back in have his first five videos not not do as, as well as they deserve and then kind of like you know keep them and he, his ability to just like i don't know like i, I want to like eat shit until it you know, until something happens, you know, I mean, it's, it's so true. I think he's gone through that over the past year. And like, he got a lot of hate at the end. I think it was the end of last year, um, on YouTube. And he, now he was number one on trending today on the YouTube page. I don't I know if you saw that. Awesome. But, I did yeah. see that. I watched yeah, the video. Like, it was, it was I, I haven't watched it yet. This uh, clearly I'm a terrible fan, but, um, <laughs> it's like the penny series again. It's like living yeah. off of a penny for a day, like turning into a thousand dollars. Maybe it's the same series. I kind of forgot. Same, I just same, saw that he was number idea. one on trending and I'm like, this yeah. guy is killing it, you know? Well, and you watch his videos and it's just like the, like he, he, he doesn't like skip a beat. I mean, it's like, yeah. it's like Netflix quality. Like, yeah, exactly. And like, so he knew what he was doing and I always really admired that because I didn't, or even someone like Spencer Brown, like this is so close in my circle that I don't that's, know. That's but, fine. I should have yeah, said Logan like, Paul. I take that back. And it's <laughs> the same. And it's the same thing with Spencer. Like Spencer was one of the people that, basically inspired me to start my youtube channel because i was like if this guy can do it i can do it you know like because i wasn't a ryan tran i didn't know how to edit my videos i didn't have a good camera in my iphone and spencer also was filming on his iphone and on iMovie and he honestly like, took a break for a while and i was like you got to come back like it's, it's such a good opportunity to like be able to run professionally like living off the youtube salary if you don't get a contract after um and he like ended up doing it and now he's like running for brooks yeah and brooks beast and like training with him yeah. and like continuing his youtube channel and you can just see that he's like living his best life so i think he is he is yeah because uh, we, we had him on the podcast kind of recently and you know because because we had him on like like right when he was talking to the brooks beast contract and when he was in the middle of it mm -hmm. what's kind of interesting about him is although like he's the most consistent youtuber in the history of mankind on in the running world um yeah, but but also like it kind of he had this like this this passion that he he was tired of being just a youtuber 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause like he's, yeah. he's been a solid runner his whole, and so he said the only thing that, that he can think about is, is running, running 147. So I, I kind of, the, the, the reason I bring that up um, is, is, is it kind of goes back to, I guess, you know, although it may seem like, uh, you know, people, people are living their best lives, but you know, like it doesn't matter how successful you are, you know, you kind of always have that, that itch, you know? And so it may, it may yeah. seem like on this podcast, you know, two of the most famous um, running influencers in the scene, you know, are having a, you know, well, we're, we're you know, we're, we're talking about the hardships of it, you know? Um, yeah. But that's just because no matter what you do, you know, you're kind of always going to be climbing some sort of mountain. Um, and that's something to be embraced. You know, I think that that's always good. I've, I've always thought um, that I guess like being comfortable it, it's it's only good like temporarily you know yeah that exactly sense. and I think yeah. like Spencer it's so funny like people will always remember me as a running youtuber which is just so funny to me because it's like I don't even I hardly have been posting on YouTube over the past year <laughs> and like Spencer too it's like he's such a good athlete but people will always have this connotation of him being like he's the running YouTube guy you know yeah and I don't, people don't take people like people don't take youtubers seriously like people hate on youtubers oh but, you're you're telling that to a tiktoker <laughs> yeah okay yeah that's that's a whole nother no, level i'm telling you to the audience i know you understand yeah is probably worse no one, i don't even yeah, know no it, it's i mean but my, my fan base is just like a 12 year old that just yelled tiktok you know like on up across the street and i'll be like that's me and i'll keep walking that's me. <laughs> i'm 24 all right <laughs> yeah yeah i'm trying to think of other people that inspire me though this is like such a hard question i don't know it, i mean There's so it, many people like all facets of life that inspire me the most inspirational thing is passion, you know, not, not in, you know, necessarily, not necessarily doesn't have to be in your, in your niche. Um, just like, I guess, like the story of people going through their, their own journey. Cause I'm, I'm sure like, you know, there's, there's a podcast just like this of, I don't know, um, like bobsledders or something that are talking, you know, as if like, you know, like it's the most important thing in the world and all this yeah. stuff. Uh, but I mean, it's really just like the importance of, of passion, I guess. And, 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 and like, you know, it, it's easy to look at other sports and see like they've, they've worked just as hard as I was, although maybe they're, I don't know, like shooting a basketball instead of just hurting every day. Um, it's, you know, still equally inspiring. So. I mean, but, I, I would definitely agree with that. Passion is definitely something I'm inspired by. And I think I was just like looking through my Instagram followers. It's like, who inspires me? And I realized that like everyone that I follow basically inspires me in some way because they're passionate about something. And yeah, especially yeah. people that like find a way to turn their passion into like their career or just like- That's or just, the like, thing. Yeah, or just like That's... follow it just blindly. I don't know. Just like being able to be passionate about yeah, something. And, yeah, yeah. Cause I feel I like a lot it, of people I follow have that quality. So, yeah. Cause, and I feel like, you know, I know you're talking about turning your passion into a career. That's something I think about a lot and it's really difficult. Cause a, you gotta be lucky to have the right passion. You know, if you're passionate in cryptocurrency, you're probably pretty or whatever, you know, yeah. if you're, if you're passionate in selling copying machines, there's probably a lot of money to be made or whatever. I wish um, I was passionate in the stock market. I know, right? And running, it's kind of harder to capitalize on that. And so I feel, like, I feel like even just like the bravery and the courage to say, you know what, I don't want to live a secure nine to five job. Now, not that there's anything wrong with that, but and then to just say like, you know, I guess like so I guess that's the Gary V model, you know, I guess trying to trying to make your passion your career, which is something I think about a lot. And it yeah. sounds sounds like fun. And I and and I, I think you're you're pretty much doing that. So I think that's awesome. Yeah. Gary Vee would be proud. Yeah. yeah. Gary Vee was actually one of the, one of the first like entrepreneurial books I ever read. I, really? had a, I was, 
for before I started my run gum internship in 2017, they gave me a Gary Vee book to read. And I was like, who is this guy? And, I, and then it kind of like changed my life. I was like, oh. Did, did, did Nick Simmons give it to you? Or like was Yeah, it, it was group? like, well, Nick Simmons and now they're a guy that um like Wow, they're Gary Vee the people. What? That's awesome. I said they're Gary, they're Gary Vee people. It's yeah, they definitely are Gary Vee people. Run gum, Gary Vee people. They're definitely Gary Vee people. <laughs> There's definitely some things though that Gary Vee says. I'm like, what are you talking about? I know. I, yeah, he says, yeah, he get, I agree. I agree. Okay, no, I saw, okay, I have to bring this up. I saw some TikTok yesterday that was like, some guy was like duetting a Gary Vee video and Gary Vee was like, okay, imagine like your mom, someone that you love the most in the world getting stabbed in the back <laughs> yeah. the and the person's like what like there's just something like what are you saying Gary? And, and, yeah i mean like your mom's stabbed in the back and that's why i wake up every day with gratitude it's like what <laughs> exactly. it's like, what's you know? the correlation here but yeah he is extreme but i think he is motivating and i'm glad that he was does. the first book i read I, on entrepreneurial because he was kind of like he was kind of like 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 my first guy too on like uh he came up on my tiktok and he started like if you're on tiktok you're the smartest guy in the world i'm just like you're right dude I yeah, you are right Gary. whatever yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like get on clubhouse you know i'm like okay <laughs> whatever <laughs> gary i am following your advice <laughs> i know <laughs> um and uh but you know it was kind of him they've kind of like gone through like this you know i've kind of i've kind of figured out because the message is super simple i guess across all these because as you say there's like no structure in life especially your 20s and a lot of the target audience is us in our 20s thinking about whatever the hell we're going to do with our lives <laughs> well as gary v says you eat shit in your 20s you, you gotta eat shit in your 20s we both know that you know yeah <laughs> do you do you have friends emma you say uh, you know you gotta you gotta you gotta drop your social circle you gotta work 12 hours a day you know hustle you know and then you'll be happy. I think that's yeah. the overall message. <laughs> okay, well, I should probably start implementing that two years later after going self-employed. Happiness, so. then, you know, gratitude, right? Yeah, I am gra- I am grateful. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I, I think we pretty much covered everything in this podcast. We talked about a lot of different things. That was good. That was good. This is, this is actually the, the first time I've ever had um, a 1v1 podcast. Um, what do you think? Was it good? Did, did I do good? Was it good? It seemed fine to me. Okay. Or great. It creates a better Thank world. you. I'll take fine. I'll take fine. You know, I'm not afraid to fail, Emma. I'm trying new things, you know? We'll, see what, the, we'll see what the audience says. We'll, we'll see what the, the audience, audience says. says. Yeah. I mean, also, I will say to the audience, we're, we're going to go back to the old format. Um, this is just a topic, you know, I got I got to talk about, especially because I feel like hopefully we brought value to a lot of people. And again, it's not, it's not, you know, you can think about retirement. Obviously we're biased that we think it's more important than it really is. Um, Cause we're going through it right now or going through that transition. Um, but obviously ride it out. Um, and as long as you're enjoying it, that's the number one thing, you know, it's, um, just, it's all about internal fulfillment at the end of the day, if it's making you happy and it's bringing a lot of value to your life, why would you hang it up? You know, exactly. So I, 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 I don't think we, we sent the wrong message, but um, no, I don't think we did either. I okay. think, we're just clarifying. sharing our experience. Okay, just just clarifying, you know, fulfillment. If you're enjoying running, keep running. We're both very grateful for our experiences, but we're also grateful for the opportunity that we have for the the next ten years in our life. You know, whatever the next mountain we're going to climb is. Exactly. So, uh, thank you all so much for listening. Um, we did we didn't answer questions this podcast, but we will in later podcasts. Um, the number is six four six seven eight zero nine two one eight. Call, text, just leave any running questions. That's probably our favorite part of the podcast. Um, 
you know, although we don't answer as many questions, um, you know, we get we get less questions in general, you know, makes sense. There's a correlation. Um, so if you do call, there's a good chance we'll be answering your question on some podcasts. So um, thanks again, Emma, for coming on the podcast and have a good day and have a good run if you're running during this. Thank you so much.